Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Take the reins. Was it loveracing.nz slash ownership? He's a great man in the industry. He's the voice so many of us know. It's George Simon. And Reese actually texts Denby Road the 2,000 guineas as my horse to follow throughout the spring. So... With that in mind, George is on the line. Great to have you on the show, George. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, thank you, Louis. Uh, good morning to you and morning to you too, uh, Matt, as well. Yeah, looking forward to what should be a fantastic day at uh, Mata Mata. Of course, we've got the bonus of those uh, two wonderful races, which unfortunately were uh, postponed from last week to uh, today. But, yeah, we look forward to both the Guineas and, of course, the Group 1, the Arrowfield stud Stakes. So, yeah, fantastic day. It's a bit of a bonus for the Mata Mata Racing Club. They're going to have a good day anyway with uh, their Mata Mata Cup meeting, but uh, today has just taken on a whole new level. The very first time that a Group 1 race has been staged at Mata Mata. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to be part of the day today. Wow, that's a lovely little bit of history there. George, when was the last time you, and I don't excuse my ignorance, have you called a, a Hawke's Bay leg or when was the last time? Yeah, I, I did a few years um, uh, calling the uh, Spring Carnival uh, down at Hawke's Bay. I did a few years calling the, the uh, Harness at Alexandra Park. Enjoyed both of them as well. But yeah, I've, I've done a, a few of those uh, uh, Triple Crown races at Hawke's Bay uh, called... Uh, a few of the Guineas races as well, and had the great privilege of uh, and pleasure of calling. Also, we bred to win the Guineas a few years ago called Turn Me Loose. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was was a lot of fun. Tony's back in the fold these days, of course, but uh, you know, get the opportunity, a real bonus to call uh, the, the Hawks Bay Guineas and the Arrowfield uh, race today again for uh, yeah for a meeting now based at Matamata. Right, well, let's park that, and I know Maddie wants to hook into you, but let's park the, the actual uh, Arrowfield part of this for now. I, I want to talk to you, George, about your involvement in racing outside of the uh, binoculars. <coughs> now, you mentioned Turn Me Loose, and we know Denby Road is a... Well, we all saw the first win, and it was pretty eye-opening. Um, Mark Walker's been on the show this morning, so he's got a lot of respect from what he saw. What, give us the context here, mate. You've obviously got an operation that you're really proud of, uh, yeah, outside of the booth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my wife, Marianne, and I, we bought a property, well, going back probably 30 years ago now, I suppose, and uh, we set it up. It's in, in Martangi, which is a little little village in the middle of nowhere, halfway between Hamilton and Cambridge, famous probably for the Robinson family, and a horse called Van der Hum that won the uh, the Melbourne Cup all those years ago in the wet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've got a little 30-acre property there. And um, just through the generosity of Sir Peter Vella and his late brother, Philip, uh, we were able to get a broodmare from them, lease a broodmare, and from that it all started. And uh, it's something that I never really took a shine to. I didn't think I would ever become a breeder, but... Uh, with Mary Ann's involvement and her expertise, I just take all the credit, mate. Um, every time we have a success, so um, we've had a bit of we've had a bit of luck along the way, and uh, yeah, I've just been riding on her coattails. She's she's the expert when it comes to the horses, and uh, I'm just a slave labour. 
Hey, George, great to be chatting uh, with you today. Well, Turn Me Loose is obviously the pinnacle. Let's talk firstly about how that unfolded. Was he a star as soon as he made his way into the paddock for you? He certainly was, mate. You know, it's easy to say afterwards, but uh, we, we sold the horse as a ready-to-runner, uh, and it was probably through necessity, financial necessity, that we had to sell him. We got $52,500 for him. We were high-fiving each other because we uh, we put a, a reserve of 25000 on him. We thought we were experts. He came out and won $1.7 and, and to rub it even further, was we've sent a couple of mares to him, and it's cost us 15000 and now 20000 to go to send a mare uh, to him. So, um, But it, it was a wonderful ride. It was from a breeding perspective as a breeder. We were very proud to be at uh, Flemington the day he won the Emirates Stakes, which I thought was his career-defining win and when he won that day we were in the grandstand with the owners of him who were great people and uh, we just thoroughly enjoyed it and we were, we were quite uh, it was quite an emotional day to see him do that um, and of course following his success having uh, called the horse's first group one winner which was lickety split he's doing so well in Australia at the minute uh, when she won the Sistema earlier this year at Ellerslie that was there was a huge thrill in my commentating career as well. So, yeah, he was a catalyst of it all uh, to me, loose, and um, yeah, we've been trying to uh, breed another one half as good ever since then. It's only fair you get right of reply here, George, because last Saturday Michelle Bradley was texting the show and claiming that she told you not to sell him. Uh, yeah, she's she's right. Um, we actually, she she begged us not to sell the horse. She said, to me, Lou, she, she did all the work on him in the lead up to the ready-to-run sale. And she even told us to drive all the way to Ruakaka to watch him gallop and breeze up. She said, just come and have a look at this horse. He, he is a superstar in the making. So we drove all the way up there. And we got up at some ungodly hour and went to the track and watched him work at Ruakaka. And he was. He was hugely impressive. But I said, we have to sell him. It was... Uh, we need uh, as, as we need the turnover to to subsidise everything else that we we do at the property. So, uh, you know, Michelle, she was she even wanted us to give half a share of uh, to me loose to her as a as a, uh, a wedding present. I was their MC at their wedding, and uh, she was even hinting to doing that. Anyway, we we sold the horse, we moved on. I keep telling her she should have told me that we shouldn't have sold him, but she keeps telling the truth, which is was. Um, yeah, you know, she did tell us not to sell him, but we did. Uh, we had to, but um, yeah, as I say, we just kept on going. So she's telling the truth, actually. What about since then, George? Your operations obviously gone from strength to strength, and, and now you, you've come up with uh, with Denby Road. How, how did uh, this come about, and your association with Shelley Hale? Shelley Hale has been a, a wonderful friend of Marianne and I for for many many years, and uh, she is. Our secret weapon, I keep saying, because she's just a wonderful horse person. She's an, an extremely talented um, trainer, but she loves her horses. She's only got a small team. She lives just around the corner from us, and we've been friends for many years. But uh, she is, as anyone, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, Andrew Scott was at the Tauranga Trials the day that Denby Road won by six lengths. He ran the fastest time of the day. And Scotty was up in the box with me watching the races, watching the trials that day. And what we were talking about the source going out and trialling in this particular heat, and, and I made him aware that uh, he was ours. We bred him, and that was Denby Road. And Scotty said, who trains it? And I said, Shelley Hale. He said, very good trainer. And he said, 
In fact, and this is a wonderful endorsement from him, which was unsolicited, he said, I would give Shelley Hale a horse to train, which I think from a, a top trainer like Andrew Scott says something about her capabilities. But she flies under the radar. She's a wonderful friend, first and foremost, to both Marianne and I, but she's also a very good trainer. How this horse came about was because we, we, bred, uh, we bred him. We sent the mare, the wonder of you, who is, a, who is by a line. Uh, she is a half-sister to me, Luce, and we sent her to Sham Express. It took her three times before she got in foal, and uh, the result in foal was, uh, was what we call Denby Road. It's uh, it, it's pretty exciting, George. Because I mean, you, yeah, you gotta you gotta give up the ghost of trying to have another Termy loose. <laughs> but I think that a horse just as exciting as Denby Rose must get your heart going. What about when you're calling him, Matt? I don't know, Matt. Do you have you ever called one of your own horses? Have you experienced that? I mean, I can't imagine as just a pure civilian listening to the races. I don't know what it would be like. But is it heart and mouth moment, men? I've I've yeah. called a couple of them, yeah. I find it a little bit difficult, George. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, well, you're not uh, you're not on your own, there, uh, Matt. It is. You know, we always say as commentators, we we tell everybody that we are professionals. We are there to do a job, <laughs> and we do it to the best of our ability. But I will guarantee you, every race caller that's had a horse in a race that they've called will be looking at their horse at the two hundred meter mark, seeing where it is and keeping a, a close watch on it, even though it, it may be back at the tail of the field. So uh, it is really exciting. It is, um, as far as this horse is concerned, we've known for a little while that he can gallop. Uh, he's got a long, long way to go to to even try and mention in the same breath as Termi Loose. But some of the things he's done in track work has, um, has got us pretty excited. So it was pleasing to see what he did on debut. But of course, he's, he's up against a, a small but very select field today, including Tiako's Phillies, Dallas Glendita, who I, score, uh, who I saw win at uh, Topol recently on debut. Uh, she's got gigas. She has absolutely got a, a wonderful turn of foot. But um, I, think I think they will know that the, the big guy, Denby Road, is in the race today. Oh, it's awesome, George. It's really exciting for you, mate. And I hope he goes well. Uh, you've obviously... You, you've obviously had a good look over the fields. Is there anything you want to leave us with? It could be a huge day for Mark Walker on the home track, couldn't it? But is there anything that you're really liking as a bit? Oh, look, Tiago will dominate the, the proceedings. So there's there's every possibility that um, that they'll win over half of the card there today. It is a 12-race program. They've got a lot of entries. Uh, I'm looking forward to calling the first race, actually, as a, just as a bit of a challenge to start the day. Um, fortunately, Tiago, they had originally 11 horses in the race. I think they scratched three of them, so they're down to eight. Easy. Uh, but six of them will six of them will be in the Tiago colours, so um, that'll be a bit of a, a test to start the day. But in saying that, I know Dynastic, he is the, the benchmark for the three-year-olds, I believe, so far this season, uh, especially here, the ones that are in New Zealand. Of course, I'm not talking about uh, a lickety split or... Um, the other horse, Mr. Maestro, over in, in Melbourne with uh, Andrew Forsman at the moment. But I think Dynastic is the flag bearer as far as the 2,000 guineas horses are concerned. As far as the Hawks Bay guineas is concerned today, I'm going to tip one to beat him, actually. I think Pierre will be very, very hard to beat today on his home track. Boom. Pierre. And maybe this little Denby Road place, a little bit of insurance, all multi there. Hey, George, good luck. And good luck. And keep your eyes on him at the 200, mate. We'll, we'll forgive you if you just – we'll forgive you if it sounds a bit wobbly if he's looming up. We'll be with you. 
I tell you what, I think uh, Blind Freddy could see this horse, mate. He's 17 hands high. You will not miss him. He is an <laughs> absolute beast. Uh, and he's doing things that we thought he would never be capable of doing physically. He, When I gave the horse to Shelley to train, I said, look, take him. I'll see you in five years' time, and we'll win the Great Northern Steeplechase. That's what I mean. <laughs> he's, such, he's such a big horse. So, and then he came, she rang me and said, look, I think I can get this horse to at least a two-year-old trial, which she did, and he won. <laughs> that was back in June. He won his trial at Todong, and he won it on race day. And he's, I can tell you that he has gone on the right way since that uh, first up win. Amazing. There you go. That's George Simon. You'll hear him today from Matamata Calling. Well, yeah, another league of the Triple Crown. He's done it before. He's back. He's also calling his own horse, Denby Road. Love racing, forward slash ownership. The Grand Tour, by the way, racing festival is coming to you next weekend back at Livermore. They'll be there. Fantastic. George Simon loved his time, loved hearing the stories there, Maddie. And we all wish we could breed one as good as Termulos and Denby Road. Well, it's not a great northern, but it might be a 2,000 guineas. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.